How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? To the Rogue Sports Podcast, everybody. Today, we got a special guest here today. It's not Tim. It's not Tim. It's another buddy. Big time hockey expert, and uh, it'll be the show. Uh, you're not on the Mariners anymore, right? You're on the Oakland Athletics. I don't talk about it. Oakland Athletics minor league outfielder, Mike <laughs> Martin. Give it up, we're everybody. Excited. Hi. Welcome. Right. We're, ha- we're happy to have you. We are officially transitioning into an all-Boston sports podcast. Exciting We're stuff. excited because we're going to know what we're talking about, actually. We're not spreading out nonsense. That's so, yeah. You know, we got a lot of stuff. We got... The Bruins, who these two are going to talk about, they got they got some pretty strong opinions on the Bruins and uh, their loss yesterday. We're just going to call it a loss to be nice. <laughs> uh, the Patriots, um, OTAs have started. Uh, Julio Jones trade movements have kind of died down. We're going to talk about that a little more. Celtics made big shakeups. Emphasis on big shakeups in the front office. Uh, yeah, big moves coming. Talk about that. And finally, Red Sox, what's happening? What's popping with them? Yeah, let's get her going, boys. Alright, so we're going to talk a little bit about how the Bruins playoff run's going to go. And that's why we brought in hockey mastermind Mike Martin. A lot better than Doug. No, that's not true. Uh, true. Alright, first first things first. They beat the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs in five games. Easily. It was an easy series. The first three games were pretty close. But I, and then the last two were just blowouts by Boston. Close, was, but not really close. Yeah. I don't think their caps, after game one, I didn't really have, think they really had a chance in the series. I think, I don't know, I feel like the Bruins dominated. Like, you know, they were the first like two and three were overtime. Most of the goals scored against the Bruins throughout the whole series were all just fluky tips, goal, just random goals that somehow worked. Capitals goaltending is not good. Deep, they have an aging team. Yeah, I think their their title window's closed. They're gonna make some big moves. Ovechkin's a free agent. He's not even hundred. He said he was inter- Like he was he was gonna come back, but like we all know, that's still like it's a it's gonna be a tough chance for Ovechkin to sign back because he wants to be the highest paid player in the league, and he just doesn't deserve to be that anymore. He's a defensive no. liability, yeah. and he's not even. He didn't. I don't know how many goals did he have in the series. In the one. series, I think he had one, or one two. maybe two. Yes, he's not even. He's not even scoring at the high level he is anymore. So yeah. he's kind of just he's falling off. It's you hate to see it because he's a he's a legend of the game, but. All right, now, the Islanders series is currently going on. They're tied at two. Brandon is out here losing his shit over one game. All right, no. Stop it. All right, Am so I wrong? The series is tied 2-2. Two, two. We lost last night 4-1. to one. There were two empty netters. So it wasn't that bad. But they played so badly in that game. Pasta Pasta's been, uh, the last three games, has been nowhere to be found after his amazing game one performance. What what do we do here? What are we doing? You know, we're losing. <laughs> obviously, obviously that's not how you want to play. But you know, every every team has its skirts like that. You can't. It's it's hard enough in hockey to play a hundred percent throughout a whole series like that. You're gonna have your up and downs no matter what. It's it. I think personally, Brandon. I know he thinks that this is a very big loss and a big deal. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they're going to be able to bounce back and win the series. The Carlo injury hurts. He's, he got hit. He got a concussion, I think, I believe. I still feel like they could pull it out. I don't think Carlo's going to be the deciding factor in a series like this. Oh, he's a great Dif- defender. Do I care? He's not going to be the person who decides this. This is this is going to come down to scoring in this series because both of these teams, Islanders are one of the best defensive teams in the league. They have probably one of the best goalie tandems in the league right now they're probably four. behind the Bruins yep. Bruins are up there they're four lines deep too they're they're a very deep team that's very good consistent like defensively they're defensively consistent that that's what they're strong in and then all they have to do is net like two goals like like we said they had two empty netters if they get they can get two goals and play good defensively 
that's going to be a win for them no matter what. All the Bruins have to do, you have to have that big three, that first line come in, score some, score at least one, and then you just have to hope that people like Craig Smith, Taylor Hall, they're going to play consistent and keep it up. Like because they had good, they had a good series last time, and did they did they score in the first game? Yeah. All right. No, it was all Pasta. Pasta had three. And then I think Smith had one. Yeah, I think he might have scored. Yeah, and but Taylor Hall hasn't been overly doing much this series. We had an empty netter, I think, in the first game. Yeah, he had an empty netter. McAvoy, not. But uh, other than that, he hasn't done a lot, but he needs to step it up. Like, obviously, he's still a good player, but has to do a little more. Rask's been really good so far. Rask, Rask always stands on his head through like the first few rounds, and then it, you know and the pressure builds. I wouldn't even say it's a pressure. I think it's more of a just like playing that much because it's tough for a goalie to play that that much day in and day like day out because they usually get Rask, especially with the Bruins. Rask will typically play like at most in the regular season three or four games in a row and then he'll get a break yeah. and those games are very spread out he had a pretty re- like he had a he had a rest that season I'd say because he, 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 he had time. a lot of time off this year which I and it's a shortened season so I think that's going to help in the deep run yeah and then we just got to bury chances like obviously the big thing that sends out Pasta had a wide open net hits that's, the post that's just a fluke though yeah. that whole game if and they lose this series, it's it's a fluke no, no matter what. The Islanders are not going to go on to win the Cup. They're not a Cup favorite. Obviously, they could make a run, but they aren't going to win the Cup. It's going to be it's going to come down to teams like Tampa, Boston. Brandon's convinced that the Avalanche are going to be like the team to beat, and then obviously Vegas if they pick it up like they have been. Yeah, and this also they just got to compete because like. The the uh, the Islanders scored like eight minutes, seven minutes left. I'd it was, say it was the fourth. Or no, what was saying? It was the goals came in the third period. Yeah, so it's two one of seven minutes left, and for somehow we let them be the better team for the last seven minutes. Like yeah. we had no, showed no intensity. We couldn't even generate enough like zone time towards the end to have a reasonable goalie pulled experience. Like literally ten seconds after Rask came out, they scored. Yeah, it was bad. I I just think that this game is a fluke. It's going to be perfectly fine. I see them still winning the series. Whether they win the next two or it goes to seven. Because it's definitely possible. Yeah, it's a good series. They're even matched. It's, they're, it's a good matchup for the two teams. Obviously, the Bruins probably have better players. But the Islanders work their fucking asses off. Yeah. Alright, so is this Bruins team finally the team that's going to get over the hump? And win with Lord Stanley? I know from personally, I think that... It is. They could pull it off. I know you have different opinions on that, though. Yeah, honestly, like I love the Bruins. Obviously, supporting them, hope they make that run. But the Avalanche Knights, and especially the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're just better. Like, look at the Lightning. Look what they're doing to a good Carolina team. Like the Carolina just, team that you thought was gonna beat them for I, some reason. I really did, to be honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. Hurricanes. Con- I got a hype for the Hurricanes. Convinced that. Carolina was the better team going into the series, and he's just being slapped in the face. Yeah, I forgot. I guess I just forgot how good Tampa Bay really Tampa, is. Tampa is going to cruise to what I see. Final. Probably the finals. Hopefully they don't. <laughs> that is factual goop. Come on, man. <laughs> trying to stay out of the hockey debate, but <laughs> that, that rung some bells with me. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon is someone who very rarely looks on the bright side of things. Kind of like with the Bruins here. Bruins. This is probably one of the best rosters they've had in a while. Probably dating back to when they won the cup. Obviously, there's a lot better teams like Tampa, which somehow just bends the rules to get under the cap by keeping players like Stamkos and Kucherov on their injured list, so the cap doesn't affect them. And then they pull them out for the playoffs, which shouldn't be able to happen and then avalanche avalanche are just such a fast team they're they're one of the like most fun teams to watch you have people like mckinnon you have rotten you have cal mccarr who's just tearing it up for he he i think he's like played oh how many playoff games has he played 
Makar? Yeah. Not that many. I think he has, like, maybe 20 playoff games played, and he's, like, almost at a point-per-game rate as a defenseman, which is just absurd to he's think a, about. He's a future consistent Norris winner every year. He, he's up in the Norris debate already. Uh, he's he's very good. That team is young and talented. Very young, very talented. They have veterans like Landeskog on that team. They could they can make a run too. I don't see them winning the cup this year though. I feel like they're too young. So, I I still think it comes down to a team like if Vegas can, can somehow keep it up. If Flurry st- like goes on his random god mode tears, which is definitely possible. As much as I hate the guy, it's possible. But I think it's. The real teams that have a chance at winning are Bruins and Tampa. The thing is, I'm scared of the Bruins going in a series with Tampa. They always beat us in a series. Do like, I care? Their times they're, can change. They're so good. Like they're really just unreal. Like their power play is lethal. Their second unit could be a power play, a first unit for many teams. And guess what? Washington had one of the best power plays too. What happened? They don't have as much talent as Tampa Bay. Do I care? They have fucking Alex Ovechkin sitting in his spot. Ovechkin's like 35. He's Do old. I and he's care? washed. We talked about this a second ago. I'm sorry that. So you're calling a 30 plus goal scorer washed? Yeah. No, that's not how it is. How was he in the playoffs? What did he do in the playoffs? Uh, he scored on the Bruins actually. Oh, uh, one or two goals in a five game series, and he's the best player on that team. Yeah, actually, yeah, he wasn't the best player in the series. I would say, uh, what's his name was? Backstrom or Oshie? No, Mantha. Yeah, he's good. He was probably their best player. They sold. They sold. They made a huge trade for him, and it didn't really work out. Okay. I mean, he worked that's out just, but for the that's team. That's just the Yzerman experience, like that Yzerman experience up in Detroit. He did it down in Tampa, and now he's doing it up in Detroit. He's just Rock. fleecing teams for all their picks. Hopefully, they can learn how to draft again, but. And Jacob Brown. That was such yeah. a good pickup. So underrated. All right. I think... I mean, they the Bruins have to get this done. Like, this is this could be the last run. Like, Rask and Krejci are both free agents. Like, the char is already gone. The original core from the 2011 team is starting to fall apart. If those two leave, which very well could, because they're going to be pretty... I feel like they're going to be pretty expensive players. That, all, that's, that, all that's left from our 2011 team is Marshall and Bergeron. That's sad. The core is fading away. Rask, Rask is going to stay. He's already said that. He will. He doesn't want to play anywhere else other than Boston. He almost got traded. He said if he got traded, he was retiring. I don't see him leaving. Well, yeah, but I see him signing a low-level contract. You think he's going to sign the low-level contract? Like, like, if not, he stays, not, for, it would be low. It'd for be his low. price, I could see him signing at maybe around like 5 mil, maybe 2 years, because obviously I don't think he has that much left in the tank. He's getting up there in age. And then someone like Krejci, that's also a toss-up. Most likely he's gone. I, he could, if Toronto, the way I see it, Toronto's probably going to end up making some moves, and I wouldn't be surprised if he signed with Toronto of they, all teams. They do have to add those veterans. They will, They need veterans and they need depth. But uh, I don't know. Like someone like Chara, obviously that's not going to help. Like this year, he, no, but it's still hurt. But, uh, it's so it's, sad to see like the core is in with the in with the new Brandon. But I don't know. I I I feel like this is probably their best chance having Taylor Hall on the team. If they re-sign him, that would be good yeah. because I wouldn't be surprised if he signs for like it's either between Krejci or Hall. And for speaking realistically, Hall younger. We we would probably want Hall. The thing is like. Hall was bad in Buffalo. Granted, he played with almost zero talent. He like he with re- AHLers. Yeah, he he re- rejuvenated his season because I think he played with Krejci. He, he needs he had great good center players play. to play around. Yeah. Krejci, Krejci is someone that people always forget about. He's just a great passer, yeah. a great playmaker. He's gritty. He likes to scare people in the balls. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like at most. The window closes in the next two to three years. I don't even think it lasts that long. I think it's this year or next year. Because Marshy, Bergeron, they're getting older too. Uh, how much How much consistent top-level play are you going to get from them? Like, how, how much longer are you going to get that? I feel like I feel like they're going to be able to play I mean, Bergeron's at a 35. consistent level. Yeah, I know, but you also have to take in consideration that older players are able to play longer now at a more consistent level due to trainers, due to all this, like, research coming out. It's... It's not as rare to see, oh, like, 
someone in their mid to late 30s still dominating in a league. Yeah, but they even if they're still playing well, they're playing at another level right now, and that's why we're such a good team. If they take a step down to like even just a normally good level, how good is this Bruins team? I still think that they're going to be good. You think so? Yeah. Maybe not as good. I could see them being like still a playoff team, obviously. Like they're but not a contender anymore. You, they needed an infusion of youth because I'm sorry they really don't have that. I mean, I they've been drafting better, but nothing is going to hurt more than the three first round picks in a row back in whatever year that is with DeBrusque and the two other bust. Yeah, and like they passed on people like Barzell, Barzell who were literally pay, playing against Kyle Connor. There's just so many people that we passed on for two just random European players that weren't expected to go until either the late like late first round or early second round and we took them early to mid. Yeah, that's, that kind of, that hurts a lot. I, I, mean, I still feel like they're going to be able to play at a consistent level though. You made a that's good me. You made a good comparison uh, like a few weeks back I'd say like they they look their future is kind of looking like the Ducks. Like in the I ne- never next said that. No, in the next 5 years like a few young players, a good goalie and the rest is kind of garbage because we don't draft well, like you said. Well, no, we've been <laughs> drafting better. Thank you, Goop. <laughs> yeah. We've been drafting a lot better, but I don't think we're going to be like the Ducks in that sense. The Ducks, their whole thing was just very old players that had really bad contracts like Corey Perry. They have Getzlaff, who's probably going to be gone. And then they took on older people's contracts too, like Backus and all of them. But in like five years, who's like legitimately on this team that you see beyond? Like how many players? Like five or six that are good players? Well, you, you can't tell. It's it's a it's a changing league. The style of play changes. People get traded. You have to think about deadlines, draft picks. People people can just not want to play at a place, and you can't predict that. That that's all I have to say. I don't think that they're going to be like the Ducks in the sense that. The Ducks are one of the most sorry organizations in the league. The Bruins are one of the top organizations. They're an original six team. And they're always going to be... If, like, you look what happened with Claude Julien. He had, like, one down year. And, yeah. and he's gone. He gets fired. And then they just start shipping everyone out. And look what happens. They rebuild a team into... Not even, like, it wasn't, like, a full re- rebuild. It was a small rebuild. And they make it into a cup contending team after literally like a year year and a half yeah it was a quick rebuild obviously it helps when you have your top guys playing as good as they are over the last like five years and then the emergence of pasta obviously mcavoy all right so now we're gonna go we're gonna go into the red Sox. it's time to it's time to switch it up a little bit this, this is where goop's gonna shine Mr. Mike Covino. You're talking about me being pessimistic. You are pessimistic. Sox are struggling, honestly. I know the one, no, all right. The one thing he had on his notes for the Red Sox is struggling, in all caps. Yeah, because, I don't know, when I watch them play, I don't really think they're a good team. Like, I know the record says otherwise, but, like, just the eye test, like, I just don't feel impressed when I watch the Red Sox. How so? Do you I don't think know, like, it, the offense struggles so much. Like, there's so many times where they go, like, this looks really bad, man. And obviously, I don't trust the bullpen, really, other than Barnes. And well, it's also a long season. <laughs> we're a third of the way through, and we're still the only guy I really still trust is Barnes. Everybody else, it's too many walks. We're a third of the way through, and we're one of the best records in the league. You can't say that they're struggling. They, they got they're humbled w- by the Astros, a good playoff team. That's going to be in the playoffs. Uh, okay, our pitching and hitting went cold at the same hitting, time. No, pitching was good. Actually, no, it wasn't. The no, first it wasn't. Two, no, the first two games it was bad. Our, it's just a pitting and pitching on cold at the same time. Like that happens. It's a long season. That was, that's bound to happen at some points. Well, they're gonna no, go against gonna, something later in the week. And Masters are a good team. They're gonna go against them later in the week. Is it gonna happen again? Because it looks like we'll see. According to the Yankee they series, will. they shouldn't be. They're not. They're not cold right now. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think they'll turn it around. Like the thing is, this is a real contender. They're going against, and they lost three or four. That's the problem. Well, that's a good playoff. They they're not beating on the bad teams. Are the Yankees not real contenders? Frankly, no. They're, they're not. They're they not are that playing good. like a top 10 team again. They're a the Yankees are not team. a top 10 team. They, oh. they're then why, then why are they catching they're up to us? They're, they're not. They're five games back of us. They they caught up and then they're, fell, I they're still falling back. Yeah, but five games and then we have Tampa Bay who's up there too with us now. Tampa Bay took over first place. They so we were dominating like all yeah. season. That hurts because fuck Tampa Bay. There's but, not much you can do when they're, they were, when they're as hot as they were. You can't really do much about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Like, it's not in our hands that they're going off. You can't say the Red Sox are bad just because Tampa's not losing. In the way I see it, you still have to be... I'm, frankly, just excited about what the Red Sox are doing because, if I'm being honest, they don't have much talent, and they're playing at a very good level. Their best player... They don't have, like, a full-on star player like they've had in the past, obviously. I mean... Xander. Fair. Xander's, Xander's up there. Xander is obviously up there. He, Raphael Devers is up there. Devers, he's, he's, he's catching He's up. not consistent he's enough. Gonna, he's going to be a good player in the future, but it's not like you have, like, someone like, obviously, Mookie, which still hurts. Like, he sucks now, honestly. He, like, he's, he's having really a down bad. Him, last year wasn't that great either. But I, I feel like if they have, like, obviously better pitchers, obviously it hurts still having Sale out. He should be back soon. Uh, hopefully. There are questions whether he'll be in the starting lineup when he comes back or if they'll use him as, like, a long reliever to start a few him. times a week. I think they'll use like maybe start him off in the bullpen. And then, obviously, down the stretch, he's not coming out of the bullpen in September Dep- or October. Depends how much time or when he comes back. Yeah. Raphael Devers has 15 home runs on the year. That's, he's like, sec- that's like tied second in the league. The thing that annoys me, though, like, he has such a bad, like, a discipline. Those high inside discipline. pitches. So, the thing is, they threw him 30-something straight fastballs in Houston, and he had, like, two hits. That's a problem. Like, if, I'm not even exaggerating. They threw him straight fastballs all series, that and he still struggled. Well, he's really good at baseball, so. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> or supposed to be. Shut up! He is! <laughs> I mean... He has 58 home runs on the year. He is good at baseball, you Raph. dick. <laughs> Scoop loves his Devers. Raffy's, Raffy Big Scoops is my guy. Dude, I want Duran to be up here so bad. I mean, Renfro's been good lately. Like, last month. He's shown why Haim had confidence in him after, obviously, the first month of being absolutely god-awful. Yeah. Our left field still needs consistency. Uh, yeah. I don't thing even know is, who their left like, fielder is. Thing is, like, Marwin, is Renfro, um, Kike, and Verdugo are three solid outfield, like competent defenders, outfielders. Defenders, not hitters. <coughs> Verdugo is. A good hitter. Verdugo is, but the other two are. The other two are, uh, like, Kike is a utility guy. That's all you can kind of ask he's for. He's not really an everyday player. Yes, he is. No. Yes, he is. He's not that. He's, he's batting 240, he's, he's not better than Marwin. Player. He's better than that. That's not that impressive. Mine was what's not he, very what's good he batting? 240 something. But he's great defensively. Yeah. But if, that's not, I don't think that's an everyday player. If you Jose Iglesias get, is a great defensive player, but I don't think he's an everyday player. If you player. can get 240 and a great defensive player, I see them as an everyday player. Not you just you great defense. how bad 240 is. Not just great defense. You can play him literally anywhere. Yeah. On the what about Marwin? Marwin can do that too, but he's batting 200. That's two, I mean, like, two great defenders who play every day. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> you just said, why not play Marwin? He's batting 200. <laughs> As they if 200 him, is better him, than 247. They play him every day, though. Those are two everyday players for us, and they're both batting two, like, very low batting. Yeah, wait, wait for Jandarin to come up. I want him up so bad, bro. He's, <laughs> he's at Team USA right now. He's not even in the minors at the moment. Yeah. Everyone's he, saying he's ready. People are saying he was ready to come up before the season, but they wanted to see him. But the thing, they also want to, they also want to, um, kind of what's what's the word i don't know they kind of like you know how the experience uh, yeah they want to get him ready for the, like, they want to manipulate the timing okay. you know how you like you wait and you get the extra year yeah so like they want to do that so one and two he's not good defensively he's like the exact opposite of them uh if you want him to be your center fielder well, I think par- you well apparently you want people who can hit i want guys now, who can, i want guys who can play don't. defensively and bat higher than 240 not everyone is mookie bets Mookie Betts is batting 250, so he's not doing much better. Well, that almost like that's still better than 240, like you said. <laughs> Shut up. You're, sorry, you I'm just up. sorry. You're the worst. I'm just catching you in the wrong here. I'm in the wrong. <laughs> Woo socks, baby. Woo. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what about Tristan? Tristan Thompson. He's good. Tristan. <laughs> Tristan Cassis. Leave the Kardashian curse for the Celtics. But um, I didn't even think of that. We'll get into that. That's one. why we did so bad this year. Wait, get hey, Tristan we'll get, Thompson. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Jalen Brown. Tristan Cassis is a big dude. He hits tanks. He hits absolute nukes. He's oh, he a Have you seen him hit nukes in person? Yeah. Call him Brandon because he call hits him big dongs. Right <laughs> psycho. But um, you love big dongs. Brandon loves <laughs> big dongs. Shut <laughs> up. All right, guys. Chill. Chill. <laughs> Pause. Nope. Chill. <laughs> Start it up. Uh, I'm going right. to post this as a clip on TikTok. Brandon loves big doms. Nope. No, we're not doing that. All right. So we're going to go to the Patriots. <laughs> that's enough of the Red Sox. Um, 
Uh, the Julio Jones rumors, they seem to be dead. That seems that's disappointing. Well, that's just every rumor. It picks up, then everyone's like, oh, they're just waiting for the trade to happen. Never ends up happening. It's just, obviously, it's going to die down. People don't want to talk about the same thing for so long. Obviously, he wants out. He's going to get traded at some point by the, by the start of the season. I would hope so, because I would not want to be in Atlanta right now. I don't know why he, like, he wouldn't want to be there, because I think... Their offense is really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, they're a losing they franchise, they but they, they're not winning. But yeah, but some, he's gonna he's a sorry organization. Well, yeah, at, uh, I sorry offense. I'd say not an organization. Yeah, Atlanta's not a very good run team. They have zero defense. They can't win. It, I if I was in his situation, I would obviously want out when he's literally given up. He's given his whole career to Atlanta. He's having a ton of injuries. He's doing all this, putting his body on the line, and what happens? They blow a fucking 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl, and they haven't done jack shit since to help. And, and of course, we already know they've blown other humongous leads. They're just a choking franchise. Obviously, think, that being the biggest. The where do you think the best place is for him to go, though? If we're speaking realistically, I'd love to have him on the Patriots, but I don't see the Patriots doing that. I think the Patriots have the most to gain from trading for him. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. We have more to gain than he, he... We have more to gain, but he has more to lose to join us. I think he'd be better off in, for his own sake. Obviously, I'd love to have him in New England. I think he'd make us a clear-cut Super Bowl contender. But um, I think for his own sake, I think he'd be better off in Tennessee. I, I don't... Opposite of A.J. Brown, great running game, a competent quarterback. We don't even know who's the past quarterback. Is it gonna be Cam? Is Cam gonna play and it's throw into the dirt? Yeah, throw into the dirt every the, time at Julio. That's great. We traded three firsts for Julio. The, Not three firsts. Like, how is Tennessee much different than Atlanta? Tennessee better than us, offensively. Uh, than Atlanta. Atlanta, because their team is better than Atlanta. They have a competent defense. No, they no, they don't. You Tennessee did not defense just say, is good. Tennessee no, it's not. Is not good. They have one of the worst defenses no, in don't. the entire league. No, they don't. They yes, held they Baltimore to 16 points last year. Baltimore's a good offense. Do I playoffs? Baltimore can't throw. They can't. They can. And they still put they, up thirty plus on teams, and they have a terrible, a terrible. Sounds like Atlanta to me. I'm talking about Baltimore. Baltimore puts up thirty plus on teams. We can't run the ball. We can't yeah, but we're ball. talking about Tennessee's defense right no, now. No, but uh, Baltimore's weakness is throwing the ball. Right. That's the Titans' weakness on their defense. So that kind of makes sense. But they also made moves. Like what? Name one move. Ryan Desmond King. Who the fuck is that? Shut up! He's a good safety from... We used to play for the Chargers. Not that good. It's pretty good. Obviously not if I couldn't even tell you who the I, fuck I'm they are. Sure they added a I honestly... The draft too is good. I, I don't see oh, yeah, how... Oh, Caleb Farley. Oh my god, I still don't even know who that the, is. Well, the clearly you don't know football his, that time. The guy who broke his back in though. college. The guy who broke his back the in college. The kid who was a projected top 10 pick and that dropped. He was not a... Yeah, because his back was busted. Okay, same thing happened with Gronk. What would happen to him? Yeah, every player isn't going to be a Gronk, Brandon. Okay, but you can't just rule him out because of it, Mike. Like, I don't I don't understand why Tennessee or even Baltimore is better than the Patriots for him. It isn't. Ten- I don't think Baltimore is better. I don't you what they were. I just, Tennessee, I would not be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. They had a huge year. They're going to have big expectations. Their defense isn't I mean, going to be as good. I it's going to be hard for Derrick Henry to repeat what he did last year. If they don't get Julio, I could see them not missing the. They, I could see them missing the playoffs because they missed. They lost a ton of pieces. But like, if they get Julio, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I th- that's something that people go like are going over like just right over their head. The Corey Davis loss. Yeah, that's he was that's going to be for them. Last he, year. He, he had a breakout year, and now. He, the one good year they have out of him he was their like first round pick. I think he was number three overall. The first good year he has with them, and he's gone. They also lost Adam Humphreys and John Smith. John Smith. John Smith. <laughs> so all they have—they're not a very good team Derek right now. They, they, if they well, added Julio, that's a whole different perspective. Their best defensive player, probably Jadavion Clowney, he played yeah. one snap. And Adoree Jackson left. Adoree Jackson, no J- Jadavion Clowney, even though he is kind of bad now. Well, he also only played like. You can't call him one of their best defensive players. Though. He, he was. He, he was, but he, he had the height played. to be their best defensive player, but he didn't really do that. Oh, my God. So it's it. like that's what we're saying. That no, it doesn't matter. He he was the height still... is different than actually performing. We you said... can't say he's the best player, but not if actually If we're talking ability-wise, he was one of their best defensive players. But he, he could have didn't, been, but he didn't but do he it. Did... Yeah, that's what we're saying. But he didn't end up playing because of injuries. A good defensive player can't do much on a bad defensive team. Is it, uh, defense is a team thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> 
speechless. Aaron Donald no wouldn't be Aaron Donald if he was on a sorry defense because I mean, he'd be getting doubled and tripled I mean, even more than he already is. Rams defense, defense is going to be sorry soon. No, they're not. No, yeah, the other guys swapped up for like five or six years. Like, you have Leonard Floyd who just had one, who finally had a good year. Do you think he's going to repeat that? I, I, I love Leonard Floyd as a player. I feel like he's exactly what you want from a linebacker like that. I don't think the Rams' defense is going to be good they like took that. A, they took a hit because they lost two of their secondary They lost pieces. two yeah. of their best secondary players, both to Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be good. Cleveland's going to have one of the best defenses <laughs> like in the league. That, that was their only really big flaw last year was their secondary. Their secondary. Really and then it's, it's just going to be hard for people like Leonard Floyd to repeat the season he had last year. I mean, Brock They're, is going to be back. Huh? Brockers. That's true. But still, it's just going to be tough for them. I feel like they're going to... The Rams, It's this is Super Bowl or bust for them oh, 100%. this year. They, they sold out to win a ring. They, they sold their soul be. to win a ring. They traded every pick. They're, I don't know how much... I don't know how long they don't have a first-round pick it's, for. It's like five or six years. It's not for another years. four or so years. It's a long time until they get back in the first round. They have humongous contracts. Like, they're doing everything they can to win a ring. They brought in Stafford. Like I think this is their year. I think they're gonna be really good this year. I mean, like, yeah, they're gonna be really good, but like, it's gonna be their defense that holds them back this year, though. Because yeah, unlike previous years, like last year, it was their defense that carried them more than their offense. I mean, Goff wasn't good. Yeah, I I, I think you're overstating how much worse their defense is gonna be. I think their defense. Well, is obviously, be fine. when you have the best, probably one of the best deep interior tackles of all time, I would say, if not the best, and are you? Arguably one of the best corners, top two at least, I would say, in the entire league. That's going to help, but football is a depth game, yeah. and you never know with injuries. Aaron Donald could literally just like tear his ACL taking a step on the field. That's true. And who's going to be their starting safeties? Could exactly. even tell you. Exactly. I don't understand why they drafted Tutu Atwell. That it year. made no sense. They could have got a. They already have wide receiver. Yeah. Who are they? At? They had a Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. Like they have a what good offense. You have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, you bring in Deshaun Jackson, and then when you have glaring issues on the defensive side in other positions, you draft a fucking wide receiver that compares his game to Deshaun Jackson. (laughs) He literally said, I play like Deshaun Jackson. You don't need two Deshaun Jacksons on your fucking team. One on each side. <laughs> you gotta keep it even, you know? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, they're gonna run, Robert Woods on each side. They're gonna run a four-receiver set with all, like, receivers <coughs> under fucking six feet tall who are probably gonna end up getting bodied. Okay. Other other than, like, Cooper Cup, who's, like, surprisingly... Woods is good. Don't, don't sleep on Woods. He's I'm not good. saying he's not good, but they have so many small receivers like that. True. You can't just win on, like, having speed and agility alone. You need that big, like, that big player to catch the ball. It's like, oh my god, Julio Jones would fit in perfect there, except they don't have the draft capital for it, and they have players with horrible contracts that you can't trade. Martin, I'm disappointed in you. I'm not gonna lie. Why? You were talking about how good the Rams offense is gonna be, and you left out one glaring name, and I can't believe you left him out. Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna get there. Cam (laughs) motherfucking Akers is gonna be the Dalvin Cook of this league. And that is my take. Goof knows how much I hyped up fucking... Oh, my God. Took him in, like, the fifth round last year of my fantasy football draft. This man is my actual fucking savior. (laughs) Didn't... Obviously, it didn't pan out as I wanted to at the start of the season. For some reason, they didn't give him the touches, even though he blatantly... I won. (laughs) Dalvin Cook, our baby. They traded away. But uh, Cam Akers... They didn't give him the touches he needed at the start of the season. He was probably one of the best running backs out of that draft. Running back, people need to realize running backs out of Florida State, they're good. They do their thing. They do their thing. Look at fucking Dalvin Cook. Fournette for a little bit. Fournette for a bit, yeah. You people forget how good he was in his early career. Yeah, he was a beast. But Cam Akers, I'm betting on it that this is going to be a breakout year for him. I love that man. All right, so the Patriots—they've been having OTAs. We're gonna break down a little bit what we've saw, what we've seen so far, huh? I've yeah. Seen All right, good. Thank you. I know Cam, a- or not Cam Akers. What I'm saying, Cam Newton. You heard a sound. I got Cam Akers on my head now. Ooh. 
Cam Newton, though. Do you, do you need a minute to, to, to relieve take a yourself? Walk. Take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, I don't mean take a walk. I think he might actually need to relieve himself. <laughs> Cam, right. Cam Newton Mac- with a bone bruise and the fingy. What did they say? Mac Jones looks good, though. Apparently. Oh, the person oh. that you hate so yeah, much. I do. I don't. I still don't like him that much. I'm growing on him a bit more, but I'm still not growing. <laughs> <laughs> Always keeps it on the ready. <laughs> the thing is, like, oh, Goop, you might want to tell them for the people that are listening what you've been pulling up. What have I been pulling up? Your your little sign with uh, Doug. They've been reading. Yeah, but they. So, some people may just be oh, listening. Oh, oh, I have yeah, this sign true. here. Uh, you know, when Doug was talking about the Bruins, I, I, I wrote out Doug is pessimistic on a piece of paper for our okay, podcast right listeners. And every time I, I think he's being a little bit of a little bitch boy and being a little pessimistic, I, I hold it up to the camera for our YouTube viewers. Because he's a little pessimistic little bitch, oh and I God. feel like he must be called out on it. I'm not pessimistic, I'm realistic. There's nope, a difference. Red Sox, like, top five record in the league. Right, right and Red Sox are struggling. It. Nothing. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> Just struggling. Nothing else. Just one two on the Yankees. Oh, struggling. This man is wearing a fucking Phillies jersey. This man is wearing sunglasses in a car where it is not bright in here. He pulls up wearing his Phillies jersey and puts on his fucking camo Patriots hat. Which, keep in mind, don't fucking match at all because he's wearing the fucking Expos. Is that it? Expos Expos? dumb fuck. It's a Phillies jersey. It's a throwback Phillies jersey. Well, yeah. Milt Schmidt, baby. (laughs) Milt Schmidt. (laughs) This man could have chose anyone else. (laughs) That's not even like a... Jesus Christ. Milt Schmidt, he says. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So Cam Newton to Mac Jones. Hey, so Mac Jones, the, the scouting report on him so far is he's he's understanding the offense surprisingly well for a rookie, and he's very he very high on accuracy, like high points of accuracy. Like if he makes a mistake, he makes sure. According, to, I saw a Twitter guy to talk about who is Twitter guy though, Mike Reese, and so Patriots the, the Patriots reporter. He's yeah. not just a Twitter guy. He's yeah. the ESPN you Patriots are, reporter. You point that out. <laughs> but um, he was filming. Ta- he was filming practice. He showed a pass from Mac Jones, be a little behind Kendrick Bourne. Still not a terrible pass, but like a little behind, not in flow. So apparently, but he didn't put it on tape. But he said after Mac Jones went up to him, made sure he knew like that ball is on the quarterback. Takes accountability. Apparently, he showed he's shown to be a leader, I guess, so far. I mean, that's all you can expect from most players from Alabama. What? Alabama. Every player is different. Take every player as an individual. I think Mac Jones is gonna be nice. I don't know. I think two is gonna be nice. Oh no, I don't mean like in a bad way. I'm saying like they they take accountability. Oh. They're strictly business. Oh, I'm okay. not saying that because I think you know you and me talked about it, Goop, that we both did in fact like Mac Jones, but then all the rumors started coming up so we kinda talked ourselves into liking Justin Fields more. When personally yeah. I don't think I feel like Justin Fields is one of the more overhyped players coming out of this draft. I don't think he's going to be good. He's in a weird situation with Chicago. It may not be his fault. It may be his fault. But when you have fucking Matt Nagy as your coach who doesn't know how to run an offense, that's going to be an issue whether it's his fault or not. He just gives me big Mitch Trubisky vibes. He, no, I think he's better. I do too. I think he, the Bears, you don't know. I mean, he has a good offense, like, outside of their... Their O-line got better, but it's still not great. But other than that, they have good receivers and a good tight end and good running back. Like, I don't see, I, I think Justin Fields has the best to be successful in, at his rookie season. Oh, I, I, four, I, I think five, it's Mac Jones four. by a million. I just has to play to do that. If Justin we're spe- Fields is 100% going to play. If we're speaking right now, the best quarterback is probably Mac Jones. Mo- most NFL-ready. Most of the people drafted above him ha- are going to have to develop. Maybe other than Trevor Lawrence, but he's Trevor Jackson, Lawrence, so he he's count. probably not going to be as good as he's expected to be. Because he's in Jacksonville. He's in Jacksonville. His best receiver is who? LaVisca Jones. LaVisca. LaVisca, another person I was high on the last year. The most underrated fantasy. He's going to pop in fantasy this year. I, I took he's him like last the top year. Receiver. You took him in the draft? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> Yeah. You see things nobody I, else I'm, sees. I'm... I'm usually pretty good with telling how rookies are going to be. Oh, really? You part. miss a lot. Do I? Carry like on, who? Johnson. 
I never, no, I never liked Carryon Johnson. Really? Never liked him. He's like a rookie every year. DeAndre all, Swift before De- he got DeAndre hit. Swift, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, LaVisca Chanel. So basically you get them a year before they, they flourish. Yeah. That's basically what happens. But hey, he can say that he called out everyone who's going to be good. That's the only true. person that I kind of missed on, but he could still get better, was Michael Pittman. Yeah, he just said need good quarterback player. Philip Rivers was eh. I feel like Carson Wentz, if he plays, I feel like he can return to being a top ten quarterback. Obviously, that's kind of a some not really something you can predict with injuries and all that. He's back with his old off- offense coordinator, but I feel like he's gonna be good. Top ten. Also, oh, he's got man. a great O one. But anyways, back to the Pats. Henry looks like Hunter Henry looks like tight end one over Smith. Obviously, I don't think Smith's been at OTAs, but um. Henry's been the guy who's been, like, the leader of the tight end group. Everything goes through him, as it should be, considering he's a big money free agent. But, like, I wish John, I wish John who was there to compare a little bit more. But Henry looks like the real deal so John, far. John also, sorry. So, John who's definitely more of a blocker than Hunter Henry yeah. is, though. Yeah. I think of Hunter Henry as more of just a big wide receiver in a way. Yeah, but Johnny Smith is going to get a ton of touches out. I think He's going to be the guy I get, you catch a lot of screen passes, honestly. Yeah. Like a little dump off. What I was gonna say, they're get, you're gonna see a lot of two tight end sets. People forget so. at how deadly, uh, ironic, Aaron uh, Hernandez <laughs> and Gronk were with the two tight end set, and how often they would run plays through them. Well, I hope so. It's so dominant. hard to stop two. It's hard enough to stop one dominant tight end, and then you bring out another one like that who can. You have like two, like, kind of almost completely different tight ends. But both good on their, on what they do. You have Hunter Henry, more of a pass catcher. You have Giannu Smith, who's more obviously of a blocker, but he can still catch. Yeah, if th- you bring th- them both out there, you're gonna that's gonna be a lot of damage on someone's defense. Yeah. And that goes with also three competent receivers: Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, and Aguilar, who he's gonna take at least one, possibly Aguilar. two. Like eyes on, like sets of eyes on him. That's why I think Julio could be the biggest difference maker. Like that's why we have the most to gain. Because imagine them with Julio, and you're gonna probably have to double Julio because when he's right, he's he's probably the best receiver in the league when he's right. If you double Julio, I don't think there's any anybody on the defense that can one v one Hunter Henry or John Smith for a whole game. Let's be real though. Or fucking Jacoby Myers. (laughs) That man is... Future oh. quarterback, Jacoby Myers. Future quarterback, <laughs> Jacoby Myers. I love him. Throws a great ball. <laughs> Let's be fair, though. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are not Gronk or Aaron Hernandez, no, though. No, and they're not. not having Tom Brady throwing the ball. They have Mac Jones. That's better. Matt, God, we, got, <laughs> we got Tom Brady 2.0 up in this pitch. All right, so we're going to go over to our last little segment of the day. The Celtics. A lot... A lot has happened for the Celtics. A lot of I, I had to change my pants like four times that morning while at work because they all got soiled the more and more news that came out. All right, so, but after losing to the Nets in five games. Which was expected. Yeah, honestly, a game. Uh, I, 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 I'm proud of them because they played hard. And I'm, I'm proud of Tatum because he Tate, played hard. Tatum's establishing himself as an actual superstar in this league and not just like, like an all-star level player. He's You can say now like confidently... I could, I would say at least that he is a superstar in this league. Even like Romeo and Neesmith, I was happy with how they played in the playoffs. Yeah, Neesmith like those are two more. guys. Like I was telling someone about this the other day. Romeo and Neesmith are two guys that I really don't wouldn't like to trade. I know you like Neesmith a I, lot. I like Neesmith and I like Romeo too a lot more so Neesmith. But the like. Both of them got cucked by COVID as far as, and Romeo with injuries. They got cucked as far as not being able to really develop. That's everyone in the class I know. But like, Romeo wasn't in this class. Well, he was in I the know, year but before, though. Okay. In, injuries and development. Injuries, and then he had a But both show, both show flashes of being potentially pretty dang good players. Romeo's going to be a defensive, defensive guy. specialist. Yeah, but if he can get a shot right, he's so long. Like, against the Nets. There were times where he showed you his finishing ability with, like, his. you could just see his long-ass arms. You could just see that. Like, I, I want to see that develop. He has that athleticism. You know? And I feel like if we were to trade him, because you know a lot of change is coming. They need a complete I roster feel, overhaul. Yeah, I feel like if you were to trade any of them, those are the two guys I would feel very uneasy trading. 
because I feel like if they get put in the right spot and they develop correctly, both they can both be really good. Especially Neesmith, because everybody is looking for that hot three-point shoot guy. And I could just see him getting traded and then turning into the next Duncan Robinson. I mean... I can see that happening. I want him to be better than Duncan, yeah, Duncan Robinson, Robinson, though. Neesmith can defend. He's athletic. Yeah. He's a high-energy high player. No, but Neesmith, he just needs confidence. Like, confidence in him from other people, like... Like you saw, he had like a five to ten game stretch where Brad actually made him feel like a legit NBA player, and, and he, he was good. Nice. He was really other than good. him just sitting in the corner the whole time. Yeah, and they also they need a competent like a playmaking defensive point guard. Kemba's not Kemba's got to be gone. There's no way he can it's be. It's almost like we have Marcus Smart. All right, so he basically, yeah, Marcus Smart's gonna get traded. Give me Rondo game. back. Give me, man. give me Dame. Give me trade for Dame. That's not gonna happen Realistically, this year. That's he's not. Happened. He's not getting traded this year. But, but if we sign Jason Kidd, if we get him as our coach, he'll come to us. They make it sound like he's a no. free agent. We still have to trade for him. Oh, my gosh. But no, I would like Zoe. Zoe, honestly, would be a decent How ad. How do we get him, though? He's a free agent. Yeah, but cap space. I mean, if we get rid of Kemba... We are we getting can't rid, just of get trade rid of Kemba. Kemba for anything. Who are we any, trade? I don't care. A bag of chips. I really no don't care. Let's rid. get Kemba off the Shh. damn team. No one... Trade him for Porzingis. I mean, this is garbage, too. Who the fuck is this Tingus Pingus? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one, no one's going to take on Kemba's contract just because it's a max. If you went to one of the worst teams in the league that's literally just looking to tank and they have a ton of cap space, it would be hard to get a trade there, even. Because Kemba, when, he's, when he plays, Kemba's not bad. When great. he's healthy. It's the inconsistency that makes it so annoying. Yeah, but that's what they were saying. They would have to par- package Marcus Smart with Kemba to make it more enticing to get rid of him, which would which would clear a ton of cap. That would also make us ten times worse. The only the only way you're trade trading Kemba is if it's for a point guard that's even better, but you're giving up. Marcus probably. Smart. Kemba, obviously. Marcus Smart, and you're probably also giving up picks. And for all you know, they could be asking for Langford or Neesmith. Trade for Damian. Or maybe we're not getting Damian Lillard without trading Jalen Brown. So Damian Lillard Lillard for Grant Williams, straight up. Who says no? I think we do. That'd be a dumb trade for the Blazers. I can't lose my big thumb. No way, Brandon. That would be a dumb trade for the Blazers. (laughs) That's it. The fat say pass up on. I. They just need the bench this year. Yeah. Just wasn't. It was terrible. It wasn't. Yeah. Let's so like, it. It was bad. So we're gonna fix that by trading our best bench player. Marcus Smart was a starter for most of the season. Yeah, because of Kemba. Yeah. So you can't call him your best bench player. He is our best if, bench player. If, if we're speaking healthy, realistically, he is our best bench player. Yeah. And he's not even like an offensive start, threat, really. When even when Kemba was in, he started. Fournier came off the bench. I think in an ideal world, though. Yeah, an ideal world where we have another a legit another just a guy who can fit into the rotation, the starting lineup. But that didn't happen, obviously. And he was a best starter. Evan Fournier, he was inconsistent too. Ah, uh, he was consistently deep. Like he, he was always consistently decent. He was though. always getting at least like ten points. Yeah. I don't know about that. He had a lot of zeros. Did he play in those games? Yes, obviously he played in those games. <laughs> okay, well sometimes you would. Say stuff like that, and the player wouldn't have played. All right. So Danny Ainge retires. Brad Stevens replaces him as president of basketball operations. How are we feeling about that? I miss Danny. Not gonna lie. Trader Danny goes becomes Trader Brad. I think Brad is just Brad was done coaching as he, as was said. He had no motivation to coach anymore, but which said, is understandable. Why, to be honest, like I don't I don't blame him. This for that. is. Coaching the Celtics with that team was probably one of the most frustrating things for him because they had talent, but they didn't have the bench, and players didn't live up to expectations, mainly Kemba. And, like, he's too smart. He, he's too smart of a basketball mind to just let go. Like, yeah. if we were to let him go, he would get scooped up in half a second. Any team with a coach opening, he's immediately the best coach on the market. Yeah. He just maybe wasn't for our team. And so, what better way? He knows our team more than anybody else. And, and so, thing- now he's going to be making decisions with the help of, like, a Mike Zarin and an Austin Ainge who have worked with Danny and know Mike Zarin's a genius as far as, like, cap manipulation and all that. He's known for that. And so, he's probably going to do a lot of the work. Brad's going to make the personnel decisions and say, okay, who works well here, here, and here? 
So I think it's going to work very well. It's just a matter of how much balls Danny, I mean, Brad I has. Think, I don't think he has. I don't think he's going to make that big trade. I don't think he's going to make that big trade. Oh, I think Brad has a plan. Because <laughs> I think Brad has a plan. You, why, you why would you think you that? You have to think of it like this, Brandon. He's able to design the team how he wants it now. He could have gone to Danny about, like, say, like, he wants to try and trade for this player or sign this player. Danny could have been like, no. He can make those decisions now for himself. For there the was most a part. disagreement on something. I'm trying to think of it. Talk, I think. Like there was a big disagreement on like roster. Because <laughs> Danny can make the roster how he wants it now. Yeah. And he can probably if they sign a coach, say like they just sign like a random coach, he can tell him how he wants the team to be played. Because that the GM has so much power over stuff like that. 100%. But like, I don't know. I just don't think. He's got the chops to make that big move that... I mean, Danny really didn't have the chops to make. I mean, for years we talked about Danny having a million first-round picks and trading for Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, but he never did it. Danny? Those were never realistic, though. Yes, Why wouldn't it be like realistic? That. We had... thing is, is anybody really complaining options. about not trading Jalen Brown for co- one year of Kawhi Leonard? Or if, you a- win a, if you win a ring like the Raptors did, I would never complain. I would not complain at all. I would. I would. I would yeah. rather I would rather have Jalen Brown for most of his career than just one year of Kawhi where you get one championship and then you live with that for the rest of your life saying, Oh well we did win that one. You want you wanna set your team up to the point where you can win, but you also wanna set it up to the point where you can win just more than one. You don't wanna be a fucking one and done team. One's enough for Toronto. Yeah. One's not enough for us. Who says we're gonna wanna ring with Jalen? our team's not Good right now. We need somebody. We need a third star for a reason. The two guys and, aren't getting it done. Yeah, and if you're trading Jalen, you're back to two stars. If you're trading Jalen, it better Kyrie be for too. a Dame Lillard. That's if, a Kyrie too. It better be for a Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is so much better than Kyrie. It's not funny. No, I'm saying when we had Kyrie, we would have traded Jalen for Kawhi. Yeah, and that still would have been three one stars. year of Kawhi. And we win a ring that we 100 percent win a ring that year. Yeah, but we also thought we 100% would have won a ring if we had, like, healthy teams. You don't fair, know that. We were holding out for Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis's dad cucked us because he said Anthony Davis doesn't want to come here. That was the plan the whole time. For years, everyone said, when Anthony Davis requests a trade, the Celtics are going to pounce. And then when he requested a trade, his dad came out and was like, I don't want AD going to the Celtics because of what they did to Isaiah Thomas, which I just want to point out here. How is the Anthony Davis situation in the last game against the Suns any different from Isaiah Thomas? He shouldn't have been playing, and the Lakers trotted him out there. How is that different? Why isn't anyone going at the Lakers for letting him play? Because we didn't play Isaiah. We traded him because he wasn't good anymore. No, but everyone is like, they they played him while he was hurt, and it hurt him in the future. How is that any different from this? Just because they didn't get hurt further? He could have. The Lakers... Especially the Lakers, but most of the teams in this league, they don't care about players' health like that anymore. It's always that the players have to, like, force their way to, like, say they have an injury through their age and so that they can rest when they should be resting. Load management. I don't know, man. Especially in the NBA, when literally anything can go wrong, especially leg injuries, like ACLs, Achilles, Achilles, all those. Like, those are... Hard to come back from. It's not like a oh, you, it's it's not a thing where you can just heal. Like it takes so much time. Like you just then you just have to wait. And then you don't know if you're gonna be at that same level again. Look at fucking Demarcus Cousins. That man was one of the most dominant players in the league. True. Number one center gets in a he gets traded to New Orleans. Him and AD are tearing shit up, tears his Achilles, and his career is ruined. True. I guess I, I think that goes to show how great KD is, though. KD? Yeah, because he tore his Achilles, and he comes back a superstar. KD's stuff. also... I mean, he's just a rare case, KD's too. KD's also 7 feet tall and weighs 150 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, still an Achilles the, it's, it's different because... I It's slightly different because they have different play styles. No, it's still, like, it's impressive. He's dropping 30 on everybody. Well, yeah. That's, well, it's also I mean, KD. It's, he's yeah, a rare case. It's not Very rare case. It's not going to affect his, like, shooting, which he, is what he's really known for. He can he can score on you any way possible. Well, yeah. This, this year or ten years ago, he's the same guy. Like, not, I don't think anything's changed in the way he's played because of his Achilles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I wouldn't call it just because he's a shooter, a good shooter. All right. So who's gonna be the next head coach for the Celtics? 
Chauncey. Penny Atkinson. Kevin Garnett. No. Oh my god. KG already said no. Fuck. <laughs> I I keep seeing like Jason Kidd. Everyone I, wants Jason Kidd for some reason. I will, I, I, I know. Him. I don't want him. I want Chauncey Billups. No. Penny Atkinson. He built the culture in Brooklyn and look at him now. But we don't need house. culture building. We don't have we no do, one. We don't have a culture. We don't know what we are. We don't have a. We We're don't have an identity. Celtics We're the identityless Celtics. That is just not true. What are we? What are the we? Celtics what kind of team are we? What kind of team are we? The Nets had no one. D'Angelo Russell was not good when the Nets traded for him. And who was the coach when he became good and became a, de- a good team? But we don't need a name. A, Bad D'Angelo Russell becoming good. We have a superstar Jason Tatum. We have a perennial All Star in Jalen. We don't need that. We need a guy that can get the that can get one the have the respect players. have the respect of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know what else Kenny Atkinson is a good defensive coach. You know who doesn't play good defense? The Boston Celtics. So that would be a good ad, wouldn't it? No. Oh, I forgot. We don't need Kenny Atkinson. We need a guy like Chauncey Billups, who is smart, who would has he been a coach? He's been an assistant. Oh, okay, that's pretty much the same thing. But go on. Shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> what the Celtics need, they just need someone who can get the very best out of their players. Obviously, that's easier said than done. Brad Some people, do huh? Brad couldn't do it. He did it for a while. Brad could. A he really did it for a while. He got it out of bad players. He couldn't do it out of great players. Which is exactly because what Kenny Atkinson is. Which is exactly what Kenny Atkinson is. What do you got to say now? Kenny Atkinson is a culture builder. You can't. Brad do- was too until no. he got stars. When Kenny Atkinson got stars, they pushed him out. For Steve got, Nash, who's a literal stars. puppet. He got toxic stars. You you really are something else, Brandon. Facts. Kyrie is one of the most toxic players wrong. in the NBA. I'm done talking to you. Stupid. Doug is once again coming out with one of his worst takes. It's not a bad I'm take. I'm here like, for one episode and the takes are already bad. Take, it wasn't a like, bad take. His takes are so stupid, I don't even know how to respond to them. He's, it was a great take. Kenny Atkinson was there for a rebuild, not a championship team, which is what the Celtics want to be. And when they became and they a championship won. team, they pushed him out because they knew he wasn't that. He gave them an identity which made them a desirable destination. No, no, Brandon, no, no, Brandon, no, no. shut you the shut fuck up. You oh. shut up. You shut up. No, no let you me stop. fucking talk. No, nobody wants to hear you talk, so I'm not going to let you. I want to hear him talk. You shut up. <laughs> he, they he went gave... to the Nets because, no, no. When they wanted to play there, it was a great team up. that they built. Let me talk. No, I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear you talk. Fight, fight, fight. No one wants to hear your fucking shitty ass takes. My takes are great. Obviously not. No, obviously not because you disagree because you're stupid. You can't just say, oh, you're stupid. You don't agree with me. You took speech and debate in high school and look what that's doing. (laughs) Jack shit. Won me this debate. Huh? Won me this debate. You, I can't even fucking talk because you're like, you sound like you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Because you say everything wrong. Why don't I you to talk? talk. Go, give me your terrible take. Let me talk. Go, go, please tell me your terrible take. Go on, please. You don't shut the fuck up. Okay, did you ever think they went to the Nets? Obviously, Brooklyn wasn't, like, the top market area. It was the top market place because they had cap to sign those top players, Brandon. Those players, Kyrie and KD, wanted to play together. Where else would they go? New York. They could have gone to the Knicks. No. Oh, no, no. I was wrong. Sorry. No. Yes, they could have. They had the cap. The Knicks always have the cap, but nobody signs there. All the Nets had to do was not be the most defun- dysfunctional team in the league, and they, you have, they have an advantage. Yeah, they could have gone to the Knicks. They had the cap. He's saying they went to the Nets because they had cap. The Knicks they had, had cap. cap, and they were a more functional franchise at the moment. They had an identity... Kenny Atkinson made that team a fun oh, oh, so, and watchable so you team. Think th- and the Brooklyn Nets... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant saw what was going on down there and said, fuck it, I want to be a part of that. No. no you think they debating. signed for fucking Kenny Atkinson? I think no, they signed for the next no. team that they built. He signed. They don't sign for the coach, you signed for the team Brandon, that no built. One, that no whole one, team was gone because of them. No one is debating that Kenny Atkinson built a culture in there. We don't need to build yes, an entire do. culture what for is the our identity? What are we built? What are we known for? What was our thing? We, can't, we don't rebound that well. 
We don't defend that. We, we have We don't Jason work it that hard. We yeah. have Jason oh, Tatum, that's who we're known for. Quilly's not that... He's great, don't get me wrong. Oh, shut no, the no, fuck no, no, up. No, he's no, not that no, good. No, 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 he's okay, great. He's but clearly it's, cl- clearly, it's not any helping our team too much. I think he's we got too worried about getting pegged round. by Kenny Atkinson. Shut up. Shut oh, yeah, up, in case everyone was wondering, Brandon wants to get pegged by Dwight Howard. That's not true. Cut that out. I'll cut that out. No, you won't. <laughs> I, I, I won't cut that out. <laughs> you... Yeah, it's exposed. You, you aren't denying <laughs> it. I am denying I literally said no, I cut yeah, that out. So Yeah, but I won't. <laughs> this lies. I Come out of the co- pod and lie. I'm sorry, but I'm bringing the best out of everyone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is awesome. You lie. Oh, I'm sorry that your takes are shitty. My takes are awesome. His takes are always shitty. You can't just say, my takes are awesome because you think that they are. It's opinions. But you can't say my takes are bad because you think they are. Well, sorry that your opinions are fucking invalid. It's opinion. How are you going to be invalid? What's wrong with it? Because you're retarded. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Slightly. You're annoying. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, well, hmm. I think that's gonna do it for today. Ah, trying to run it high. <laughs> uh, we had a very exciting, emotional podcast. Damn, uh, big thank you to Mike for coming on here. Yeah, thank you, I sir. I'm not shaking your Oh, hand. good, I don't want to shake yours. Oh, then why did you try shaking it? <laughs> Camera has Please it. Please let us know if you want Mike to come up here more. We had a, the, this was so the, much fun. With put it in the comments. Follow me on Instagram if you want to. I'm pretty. Give your at. Give, yeah. <laughs> if I remembered it, I would. All right. Yeah, but yeah, just go follow <laughs> just, him on just Instagram. find me. My name's Mike. Yeah, just, just, just look up uh, Mike to find it. It should be the first name that pops up. Yeah, he's kind All of. Right. I'm circle. kind of famous. I'm actually not verified. He's 20k left fielder for the Oakland Athletics minor league team. Don't double A. I'm right? not talking about that double anymore. A. That is the most upsetting thing to me. Double A. Double A? No, triple A. Triple A. I originally got sent down to double A, and then they just brought me up to triple A right away. Crowd dad moment. 